Thank you for keeping us alive. Thank you for your mercy. Take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, as we are thanking you this Sunday, which is the first Sunday in the month of December 2023, let this month be filled with celebrations. Let it be filled with the voice of joy. Let it be filled with the voice of thanksgiving. Lord, miracles that will make us to celebrate you, let it happen to us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the church said aloud, this, amen. amen. Please be seated. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Before I preach my message, I'd like to tell you that evangelism is a major work for everyone that is born again. Is a major, major assignment. And for every parent here that is born again, don't neglect your duty of evangelizing to your children. To anybody. Not to your schools, to the school of your children, or even to the children teacher in church. The work of evangelism is an assignment for all of us. I don't think somebody will help you to do that. Very, 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 very important. I don't know how to emphasize this to all of you that have kids, but whether they are grown up, or they are in schools, or they are in boarding, this is something we have to do repeatedly, not just once. Not just once. I'm not just a pastor to this church. I'm a pastor to my family and to my children. And it's very important. And I pray that all of us will have joy over our children in Jesus' name. You know, two things happened. Maybe three things happened to me this week. Then the first was the news of the son of Bishop Udipo announcing that he's starting an evangelism ministry to the youth. He said to the youth of his generation, and to the younger youth, he left people that were older. People like me, he left us, he said. People that were in his generation and below him. That he has a passion. I take time to listen to him. And for some of you, maybe that are not exposed to children in our institution, you will feel that the brother, or some of you will call him the boy, is overcilious. There's a lot of problem now among the youths. A lot. I'm saying that because some people are criticizing him. When God gives somebody a passion to do something, let him do it. Because you will not be exposed to the problem that he's exposed to. I learned that he's the youth pastor for the Covenant University now. So maybe he knows some things or he has seen some things that we do not see. I heard that and I said, well, thank God Christ is being preached. And this week, two pastors cry in my office over the children here. Pastors, oh. Pastors, they cry in my office. That's to tell you that what we are facing is a serious one. What we are facing is a serious one. So, and some of you that your children are still young, you have great opportunity. And I'm talking to you, Joe. Don't think that 
every other thing that you do outside can sustain the work that you should do in the house. Nobody can do the work for you. Nobody can do the work of evangelizing. Your, there is no school. There is no aunt. To be honest with you, they tried. It's not enough to try it. They must just comply. So, and this is the best time. Because you have them around jumping up and down now. Before you know what is happening, they have to go to an institution. And I tell you, it's a lot of work. The work is much more harder. The more they had more years, the more difficult it is. The more difficult. I'm telling you, my first daughter will be 27 in February. So, and I know what I'm talking about. The higher they grow, the more difficult it is for you to bend them or to preach to them or because by now they have formed the opinion of their own. So please, all of you that think that there may be boarding school, relieving them to somebody else is alternative. You will not cry later. You will not cry later. So I'm, I'm, I'm in charge here. I preach to students every Friday. And I know what it takes. Even this Friday, about 16 or 15 of them give their life to Christ. But that is not enough. They need mentorship. They need a lot of things. If our people that are well respected, they are bringing their children to this place. Simply because they believe maybe by the time they are here, something will happen to them that they will change. And I know, I remember I told the father, I said, it is not easy. He said, I'm telling you the truth, though. I'm telling you how how fathers get disappointed and cry here. So it's a lot of work for having them here with you as a father or as a mother. You have a lot of work. A lot of work. And I pray you will not fail God in Jesus' name. That is one. For having them here around us is also a lot of work. We don't push them away. We don't give up on them. We keep on preaching Jesus until the Lord opened their eyes to see the revelation of Jesus. I'm telling you, a lot, a lot has to be done because I see a lot of missionaries, pastors, evangelists everywhere running up and down, doing all manner of things outside and they neglect their own biological children. And when you call them, they give us an impression that they are busy. Busy doing what? And I don't want you to copy that example. I don't want you to copy it. Your ministry begin with your family. Your ministry begin with your home. Which is very important because at times I feel sad when I see all these things and I learn that they come from a perfect home. Good homes. And one little thing or the other, there's something else. And I pray that the Lord will give us the grace to do the work effectively in Jesus' name. To be honest with you, if I have my way, I will also say I want to do evangelism. That is the work. All of us, we are an evangelist. Are you hearing me right now? Coming to church this time around and keeping quiet 
seeing a youth misbehaving and keeping quiet around you, if they will insult you, let them insult you. Slap them. Don't, don't allow, tell them. Um, there's a woman I saw on social media. She will go out, I don't know whether it's in Porter Court, with an additional clothes with one boy and a driver. I don't know whether you have seen her before. She will accost anybody that is dressing bad and change the dress and say, I am old enough to be your mother. Say, my mother saw me when I was going. I say, I don't care. You have to change. She's going all about a woman. I don't know whether she's a Christian. And there's another Muslim also that is going with cane and water. Yeah, that's the truth. Now, whatever, whatever you have to do. I'm not even talking about morality now. I'm talking about emphasizing the gospel. Preaching Jesus to people. That is absolutely important. There's no amount of money, amount of resources that we put that is too much into that. Because that is what we give us peace at the end of the day. And I tell you, the rate at which the devil is recruiting the youth. You know, the phone already is a serious distraction. And there are a lot of things on the phone. So if you don't say it, you will not hear it. I pray that God will find you useful in the name of Jesus. You will not disappoint God. In the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I told one of my sisters, I said, every Friday we have chapel. We have over 250 students that attend chapel. At times there are more. In this place, every place, there are outside that are here. My sister did not ask me, are they good or bad? He said, ah. That is a good evangelistic crusade. That is a good opportunity. May the Lord find you useful as we preach Jesus every Friday. Say, that is a good evangelistic crusade. That is a huge opportunity to preach Jesus. Maybe somebody will hear it just one time and his life will be transformed. So I'm challenging the church. Don't be cold towards them. Watch them. Some of them are around you right now in the church. Anyone that's around you, and maybe the person is checking phone when the church is going on, seeks the phone. Make sure you correct the person. Let them insult you. It doesn't matter. You are preaching Jesus and you are teaching morality. Some of you are mothers. And you are fathers who have accomplished a lot. That's why I will always love and respect any of my lecturers that come to church. Because beyond what we are doing is evangelism. And you'll be surprised also that some Muslims are doing this thing. One school in Oshobo is charging very low. I won't mention the name. He said he's doing jihad. He wants to win students into Islam so that they will go and propagate Islam when they finish. I heard, I said, what? What is the church doing? If an affair, we start college of the guy say is yard. What are we doing? Evangelism is important. And I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. So please let's develop a positive mindset towards the, the world is crying. And the world needs Christ more than ever. Now. And to some of you that are students that are born again, that are good example. 
this is the best time. If they will hate you, let them hate you. Preach the gospel at all times. When we were like you, we are radical. We are not normal. We put handbill on our clothes. We confront lecturers. We preach in classrooms. I preach in classroom in UNN. Not my school. We enter, strategically position ourselves, and start preaching. Once the lecturer comes in. We know what we believed. And we never keep quiet. Andre level, preaching everywhere in the classroom. In the morning, morning cry in the hostel. Running away when they want to attack us. Preaching in buses. Preaching everywhere. That is the main work. That's why we are safe. And you don't keep quiet. And as we do it, the Lord will give us great reward in Jesus' name. Please, as many of you that are genuinely born again and you have known God, don't keep quiet until Christ is known. And the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. If you believe, shout the loudest hallelujah. I'll be preaching on the topic I've titled, Praising God with a Grateful Heart. It's not every time that you praise God that you are grateful. Some people praise God because every other person is praising God. Some people praising God with lip services. Some people praise God with a mindset that if I'm not dancing now, they will say something concerning me. That's the reason why some people are praising God. But there are some people that are praising God with a grateful heart. A heart that is thanking God for what he has done. God wants us to praise him with a grateful heart. Say with me, Lord, I will praise you with a grateful heart. <laughs> I will be grateful for all that you have done for me. I will praise you with a grateful heart. When you are praising God with a grateful heart, two things happen. Number one, you will force out your praises. The Bible says, the leper boy that was healed, or man, in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 17, came back with a loud voice praising God. When your heart is grateful, your voice will be loud enough to say it. Nobody is grateful and is mimicking thanksgiving. Once you are grateful, your voice will be loud. Put it for me. Luke chapter 17, verses 14 to 17, because of my time. Okay? So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15. Quickly. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice glorified God. If your heart is grateful, your mouth will be loud to say whatever you are saying to God. If your heart is grateful, your mouth will be loud to thank God. Look at verse 16. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. When your heart is grateful, you will worship him genuinely. You will bow down. 
you can rule. It is the heart that controls whatever we do. What we say and how we act. Anytime we are praising God and we want God to accept our praises, it must come from a grateful heart. It must come from a grateful heart. That is the kind of worship and praise that God accepts. God loves it when you worship him from a grateful heart. How do we praise God with a grateful heart? Have a reason to thank God. That's number one. Always think about one particular reason to thank God for. There are some people that don't think at all. Anytime you want to praise God, have a reason. That's why I have telling you reasons. I was telling you reasons during the workers' meeting why I should thank God. Because little things that happened to other people and they died, you have passed through it and you have survived. Not because you are smart, it's because God has been merciful with you. Have a reason. Sit down in this month of December if you are going to be grateful. And think about one reason why you must thank God. For me, one of the reasons why I must thank God is that everything that people have meant for evil for me, God has turned it for good. Everything that you have calculated that, oh, this will turn this way, eventually it has turned to my blessing. Every disappointment that I faced this year, has turned around for a blessing. Even disappointment. I said when I was planning for my mother's burial, I needed a promise, whether genuine or fake, that God would take care of my expenses. I just needed a promise. And one of my son in Lagos, very well to do, called me and said, Daddy, are we preparing for the burial? I'm having a mind to give you a cow. I said, from Lagos? How will you carry a cow from Lagos? He said, no, daddy. How much is a cow in Oshobo? I said, 250000 He said, I will send you that money to get a cow. And I was excited. And maybe my PP goes down. At least one cow settled. So, it was a promise that brought a relief. But that promise was never fulfilled. But God did something. Three days before the burial, one of my friends in Abuja sent me exact amount. And God, I said, Lord, I thank you for the promise. I thank you that the promise failed. And I thank you that somebody fulfilled it. That's what I'm saying. Find a reason to thank God. Even in your disappointment, find a reason. Because if you don't find a reason, your heart will not be grateful. If you collected money as a salary and you have spent it all, there is nothing like a saving. Say, Lord, I thank you that at least I have a job. I am not begging. That's the reason. Some people want to spend salary, but they don't have a job. Because having a job in Nigeria is a miracle. It's a miracle. Knowing having a place to go every day and you bring income in this country is a miracle. I used to tell my wife, I say, what is wrong with this country? That youth will be applying for job. And people that look for job in this country that could not get any job here, 
moving around with slippers and helpless. They travel abroad, get job, and they suddenly become a messiah to their family. What is wrong with us? Hey, they say it's because they cannot do many job. I say they want to do it if they are paid well. If I hire a cleaner in this place and I say I will give the cleaner 100,000 per month, many people will do it. That is the truth. The reason why many are not taking many job in this country is because they don't pay well. We look down on them and we pay them small amount of money. Pushing cat. Somebody say he's pushing cat. Pushing wheelbarrow in UK and he's earning 18 pounds per hour. Who will not want to push cat? Please sit down. We don't want to push that thing. We want to do it. Our weather is not that friendly. And yet, getting a job is not there. So that is the problem. So anytime you want to thank God, always get a reason. Get a reason. Sit down and say, Lord, for me to be able to feed myself, and be a responsible father. Oh, this is what I've always wanted. Lord, I thank you. Find a reason. Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2. Psalm 127 verse 1 and 2 says, It is not what? The one that what? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Verse 2. Put on verse 2. It is what? It is vain for you to rise up early, go back to bed late, eating the what? Bread of sorrow, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. If, if you sleep well and you wake up, you oversleep. Thank God that you have a reason to oversleep. Find a reason. If you run up and down and it work, unless the Lord is there, it will not work. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. Apollo may plant. Apollo may plant. Apollo may water. It is God that gives what? The increase. God gives the blessing. If you have labored and you are blessed, thank God that God gave the increase. Genesis chapter 26, verse 12 to 13. Isaac sowed in the time of famine, and the Lord blessed him. Behind every blessing is God. So if you are blessed, get that as a reason to thank God. You are not begging, you are not borrowing. Get that as a reason to thank God. Romans chapter 9 verse 16. It is not of him that will it, nor desire and imagination, or seven principles of success. It is not of him that runneth. It is of God that showed mercy. That God has not created us for destruction. It's enough reason to thank God. Not that I calculate it well. It is God that make it happen. Luke chapter 15 verse 32. The father said, It is right that we give thanks. Because this boy was dead and is alive again. 
he was lost and is fine. So if for any reason the enemy thought you would die and you are still alive, is a good reason to thank God. If you were lost some times ago and you are fine, is a reason why we should thank God. What is another reason why should we thank God? Why we should thank God? John chapter 3 verse 27. No one can receive anything except it is given to him from above. So everything that you have received, whether a car or a wife, a child, a good head, a good heart, a good kidney, a good liver, anything you have received, you have received it because the Lord has given it to you. Let that be a reason, a strong reason to thank God. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. That is enough reason to thank God. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I have a reason to praise you. Other may not have a reason. I will come to you with a grateful heart because I have a reason to praise you. If you know you have a reason to praise God this morning, shout hallelujah. How do I praise God with a grateful heart? Number two, humble yourself to develop to develop a feeling of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving can be emotional. If you are not emotional, your heart will be hard. Humble yourself to develop a feeling of thanksgiving. You must feel that you should thank God. You can't be placid and be rigid. Humble yourself to develop the feeling of thanksgiving. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Don't say God should do more than this. First, humble yourself. That God is not your mate. And he's not your uncle's mate. And he can do whatever he wants to do. He had just decided to be merciful and kind. Even if God, if he decides to be harsh, he will still be God. He's not empowered by election. You can't vote him out. There is no Supreme Court judge that can remove God from the throne. Even if you are against him, he will still be God. So, humble yourself to develop a feeling. There is a reason to thank God. Humble yourself. Everybody that thank God in the Bible, they thank God by having a feeling to be appreciative. You must have that feeling. Don't be insensitive. Have a feeling. Humble yourself to develop that feeling. Look at it in the book of Ruth, chapter 2, verse 10. Ruth reminded herself that she is a stranger. She is not eligible to the commonwealth of Israel. She is not eligible to be blessed. Some of you are feeling qualified. You are saying to yourself, God should do more than what he is doing now. You better humble yourself. Humble yourself. Look at what he said. So she fell down on her face, bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I find favor in your eyes? What so many Christians are saying is, Why me? When bad things happen. When good things happen to you, how many times do you ask, Why me? Why am I blessed? Why do I have children that are godly? Why do I have children that are intelligent? Why am I riding car? And my wife is riding car. Why am I the only person? How many times do you ask yourself, Why am I blessed? Why is my brain working correctly? How many times have you asked yourself? 
and something little happen to you, you are saying, why me? Why not you? When God blesses you, did you ask why me? This woman said, why? Why I find fine favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me? Don't you know I am a stranger? Are you too not a stranger to the blessing of God before God brought you in? When do you become arrogant? That whatever God does for you is not enough. Why do you feel that you should be more qualified to receive more? People that thank God, they humble themselves to develop a feeling that, ah, I'm not supposed to receive this big thing, no. But the one will have been blessed. It's just for, I say, I'm so good. I should drink water. Is that all you can give? Is that why you just drink water? Is that the promises? We thought this your feet. You know some people, they feel somebody is holding them. That's the way they feel. They feel people are just holding them. Are they not supposed to do this? Why are they born for you? Why are they born for you? When God sent favor to you, develop the feeling of gratitude. Develop that feeling of gratitude. If somebody is giving you something, just be humble and say, ah, for you to think about this thing and you even want to give it to me, I am grateful. Develop the feeling of thanksgiving. It's a feeling. Acts chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Some people were taken to prison, Paul and Silas. They were beaten. And when they got settled with their chain, they started praising God and praying. After they prayed, they started thanking God. I asked myself, what were they thanking God for? They were thanking God that God counted them worthy to be a sufferer for Jesus Christ. In their suffering, they were thanking God that somebody could beat them for preaching Jesus. Can you see how humble they were? Paul, uh, Peter, was about to be nailed. He said, ah, you want to nail me to the cross? Don't nail me like my Lord. Ah, I am a blessed person to be a martyr. He said, nail me upside down. Can you see that humility? Even in suffering for Christ, they were humble. In suffering, in suffering, they were developing a feeling to thank God that God has counted them worthy. Luke chapter 17, verse 18. Luke chapter 17, verse 18. Look at what Jesus said concerning the woman, the man that came back. Were there not ten found who returned? Were there not find? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God? Except this foreigner. Except don't get so used to God that there's nothing that he does for you that moves you. Get the feeling that the fact that you are close does not mean that God is your mate. If you pray and God answer, it's God. Some people pray in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and they did not receive answer. And the Bible said there's a hope they are going to receive it in heaven. They died. And they still say God is still God. They have a feeling of gratitude at all time. Why is it that it's foreigner that normally gives thanks? One man of God said about two weeks ago, he said, why is it that in the choir now, 
It's only youth that we find. He said, in the time of David, King David was a songwriter, a, a pianist. Somebody was always praying his friend. Why is it that in our own generation, despite the revival in Nigeria, as we say, pray, all the elders always leave the choir for the youth. He said, when last do you have an elderly person, a CBN governor, or somebody very high, playing drum sets? That's a challenge for us. Do we feel that we can graduate outside that thing? And we say we leave it for the children. Why? Develop a feeling, a feeling for thanksgiving. Humble yourself to develop that feeling. When God does anything for you, say, Lord, ah, you are doing this big thing for me. And I'm not even a pastor. I'm not even an evangelist. I pray and you answer. Lord, I'm grateful. Lord, thank you for what you have done. No. Don't come to God with the feeling of entitlement. Come to God with the feeling of gratitude at all time. It's more than enough. And if he did not do anything, is he God? Is he God? Nothing will make him not to be God again. He will forever be God. Till Jesus Christ come, until eternity. So, humble yourself to develop a feeling of thanksgiving. You have to feel it. When somebody is praising God, find a reason to say, ah, and he has done so much for me too. I must thank him. Luke chapter 7, verse 44 to 48. Luke chapter 7, verse 44. I love Luke chapter 7, verse 44 to 48. Look at this. A, a senior man invited Jesus to his house. And Jesus, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, two of them was talking to them, do you see this woman? I enter your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears. And wipe them with the hair of her head. Verse 45. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. Verse 46. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Verse 47. Therefore, I say to you, our sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same love little. What Jesus Christ saying? Because this woman thanked me enough. The love here was revered to thanksgiving. I ent you invited me to your house. I enter your house. You are just watching me like a mumu. You, you don't feel that I should be grateful that I enter your house. You know some people are born again in this place. And they don't feel they should be grateful that they are born again. You are not even feeling grateful that Jesus saved your life. You gave me no water. You gave me no kiss. You gave me no worship. But this woman, ever since I enter, she enters. She even jumped to enter your house. She has not stopped worshiping me. As sins that are many, they are forgiving her. She was shedding tears of gratitude. She was wiping it with the hairs of her head. She was having a feeling of gratitude. Yet somebody that thought that uh, Jesus has entered that was so placid, so so he was looking at Jesus as nothing. And Jesus said, look, I sins that you know, that you think, you think there are many. I've forgiven her because she loved me much. She's thanking me much. 
develop a feeling of thanksgiving and gratitude. Number three, way to thank God with a grateful heart. Number three, way to thank God with a grateful heart. Understand the benefits of thanksgiving. And you know that's a lengthy one. There's no way I can talk about the benefit of thanksgiving. Psalm 103 verse 1 to 5 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget his benefit. Don't forget the benefit of thanking God. Thanksgiving has benefit. Number one benefit is cheap direction. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 and verse 21. When you thank the Lord, he speaks to you easily. He said, the Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard. Therefore, the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. Can you see that? When the Lord is exalted, he will have mercy on you for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Waiting here means worshiping him. Now look at verse 21. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 20, 21. Your here shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. When you are somebody that is given to worship, direction becomes very easy. In fact, you have heard so many great men of God saying that as they were preparing to take a journey, they say, Lord, I thank you. And as they begin to worship God for what God has done, God will speak. The cheapest way to get direction is through thanksgiving and gratitude. Acts chapter 13 verse 2 As they minister to the Lord, the Lord spoke to them. Separate Paul and Barnabas for the assignment that I've given him. Luke chapter 7, verse 49 to 50. The story of the woman that we read. Jesus said to her, Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven you. Enjoy peace. When you praise God genuinely with a grateful heart, you have peace. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. They that wait on the Lord, it will renew their strength. They will mount up, climb up mountain as eagle. They will run. They will not be weak. Eh? They will walk. They will not be tired. What does that mean? When you are somebody that is constantly thanking God, God renew your strength at all times. He renew your strength at all times. Luke chapter 17 verse 19. When you are somebody that is thanking God with a grateful heart, God make your testimony complete. He said, because we have come back. And he said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you complete. The leprous man enjoyed complete blessing by thanking God. So many benefits of thanking God. Psalm 67 verse 3 to 5. Let the people thank you. Let them praise you. Let all the people praise you. Verse 4. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For shall I judge the people righteously and govern the nation on heart. Verse 5. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Verse 6. Then the heart shall yield our increase. God, our home God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the end of the heart shall fear him. That's another benefit of thanking God 
with a grateful heart. When you thank God with a grateful heart, God will give you a fearful blessing. Let your heart be grateful. Speak to your heart, my soul. Bless the Lord. Do not forget the benefit. The benefit of the Lord and the benefit of thanking God cannot be numbered. Stop complaining and murmuring. If you want to things to change, you have to change your attitude. God can never and will never be your enemy. God has good thoughts towards you. Just find a reason why you must be grateful. If you don't see it in your job, see it in your children. If you don't see your children, see it in your spouse. If you don't see it in your spouse, see it in your head. If you don't see it in your head, see something that God has done. Don't be ungrateful. Find one solid reason. When I say stand up now, let's begin to thank God. Don't say God and take. Tell Him one reason. I will have died three years ago. God, you are the one that saved me. God, I will have been empty without any money. Now you gave me job, Lord. I'm grateful because you make me a responsible father. Without you, where will I be? I will have been a mortuary because I was sick. You heal me. That's a reason. A reason. God, I nearly got involved in an accident. You saved me. I will have been a dead man. The devil planned to give me bad dreams and wanted the bad dream to come to pass. You cancel it. It's about my enemy. None of the bad dream I personally dream have come past to pass this year. Lord, I'm grateful. Find a reason. I want to buy Manuru. Find a reason why you must be grateful. And number two, develop the feeling of thanksgiving. And if there's anybody that is killing the feeling of thanking God around you, move away from them. That's what I do. I don't care. Even if you are a pastor and you are trying to tell me that God has not done anything for, for me, I'll move away from you. Because I know I cannot be blessed by complaining. I know that one for sure. God will not bless me if I start complaining. Anything that will make me to complain against God, I will move away from that person. That is the trick that God has shown me years back. Collected my first salary. I've gotten a three-bedroom flat. Oh, because I'm an active man doing little, little business. I had very good settee in the city room. I have a dining set. I have a very good bed. I even have cotton. My first salary. You must know that I've been working before that time. We have gathered it to say, Lord, I want to settle. People have been working. Two years before me, they were cutting. By the time my first salary was coming in, I had all these things. And yet, I had some little debt to pay. When I finished paying the debt... I started complaining. I said, what is the reason for working when there is nothing that you save? And God was looking at me. Mumu, you have not saved. Yes, you have this. You have not saved, yet you are in the house. You have paid for one year, not for one month. Oh. You say you don't have anything. You have a settee, a place to sit. You have a kitchen. You were alone in three bedroom. Where do they do this thing? I said complaining. I wanted to thank God, but I don't have a reason. 
I tried to sing. My mouth became quiet. I went and sleep. In the night, my house got fire. I forgot to put off the candle I put on the dining settee. The candle settee was like a burning fire. Caught fire down. Thank God I was under a decade. I woke up in the middle of the night. I thought I was in hell fire. Every place was dark. I said, have I moved into heaven or hell? I wanted to go out. The heat was too much. Thank God that the rooms have so many doors. I forced one door to open. In the middle of the night, 3 a.m., I have to be looking for water to quench the fire. After I quench the fire, my taunt returned to me like the taunt of Nebuchadnezzar. I said, if the landlord find out that the house got burned, they will chase me out immediately. I said, what do I do? Let me pack everything. In the middle of the night, I opened the gate. I started looking for a refuse dump to pack all the dining table everywhere. The next morning, 5 a.m., I went and employed a painter. Oh, yeah, we painting everywhere. Change all the colors. He said, ah, I say paint it double time. Paint up, paint down, paint everything. So instead of them to be saying sorry to me, because if they know and somebody should tell the landlord that is the end of my stay in that house, that means my poverty has started all over again. And God told me, find a reason to thank me. If you don't have money and you have it, you have something. Because people that have money without it, they are praying to God, God, take money, just give me it. You have something. If you have appetite, you have something. Because some people, they want to eat, but they cannot eat. They have the money, but they cannot eat. They are begging them, just take a little. You have something. Find a reason to thank God. If you are young, ah, you have something. Ask who that are old. They will tell you. They will tell you that it was not like that before. If you are young, you have something. You wake up and bounce like stone everywhere. You have something. Find a reason to thank God. Oh, pastor, I don't have a reason. Be humble. Develop a feeling. A feeling. Be emotional about it. Sing a song that will develop a feeling that you must thank God. Tell God, I am not worthy of your blessing. It's just because you love me. That's why you are blessed me. And number three, Understand that there is a benefit in thanksgiving. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, I will not complain. This is my month of thanksgiving and celebration. I will find a reason to thank you. Go ahead and talk to him. You are my savior. You are my maker. You are my lover. You are my helper. You are my omega. You are my king. I will worship you. Every day, I will thank you. I will celebrate you. I want to be emotional towards thanking God this morning. I say, where will I be? Look at me. Me, me, from nowhere. In a mud house. God, raise me up. Develop a feeling of thanksgiving. 
you take me from the mary clay and place me in position of honor lord i am grateful for what you have done be humble and develop a feeling of thanksgiving and say lord i am sincerely grateful you have promoted me you have blessed me you have helped me what will i do without you how will i be here without you you gave me a good wife you gave me lovely children you gave me good eggs lord i am grateful get a reason get a reason and thank god some people are better than you and they are not where you are why wouldn't you thank god and say lord even for knowing you is a blessing lord i am grateful 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 get a reason get a reason come on get a reason you travel and travel and travel and travel and god is helping you god is blessing you god is promoting you every day your family is good news is celebration another said lord i'm grateful lord i'm grateful i am not taking you for granted i am sincerely grateful that you have been merciful unto him to me i am grateful it is not of him that run it neither is of him that will it is of god that showed mercy thank you for your mercy at work thank you for your overflowing grace thank you for abundant grace thank you for all that you are doing for me lord i am grateful i am thanking you with a grateful heart i am coming with a loud voice to say baba eshe lord i am sincerely happy to see today and i'm saying lord i am grateful lord i am grateful without your blessing i will not be where i am today lord i am grateful in jesus mighty name we have prayed in jesus mighty name we have prayed raise your hands to heaven say father i thank you for every increase say father i thank you for every protection lord i thank you for every blessing lord i thank you for redeeming my life from evil lord i thank you go ahead and just thank him whatever you can find as a reason i thank you for every door that you open for me lord i thank you for every connection i thank you for every attempt that i made lord i thank you for every uh, uh, why won't you thank god that you are having ideas upon ideas you are having connection upon connection you are having open door upon open door all things are working together for your good go ahead and say lord i am grateful lord thank you for counting me worthy in the name of jesus 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 in jesus mighty name we have prayed we are not going to ask for anything this sunday what we are going to say is lord make this month our month of celebration and thanksgiving Oluwa, until then complain but for me oh, this month in my family I declare this month as a month of thanksgiving and celebration raise your hands to heaven for me and my family I declare this month as my month of thanksgiving and celebration complain or murmur Lord let it not happen to me in the name of Jesus complain i declare this month for me 
as a month of thanksgiving and celebration so shall it be in the morning i will thank god in the afternoon i will thank god in the night i will thank god i declare this month for me and my family as a month of thanksgiving in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed please close your eyes if you love the lord sincerely in your heart and you want to dedicate your life to a life of thanksgiving and celebration with him that you never complain raise up your hand i'm making that utter call today put your hand upon your head and say lord i love you much all the days of my life it shall be thanksgiving it shall be celebration it shall be sung all the deals of my life i made up my mind today whether people are following me or they are not following me whether i'm alone or we are many i will use my life as i, I will use my life for thanksgiving and celebration thanksgiving and celebration i will never complain i dedicate my life to a life of thanksgiving wherever i am it shall be thanksgiving forever in the name of jesus and so shall it be in jesus name father accept our praise accept our songs accept our thanksgiving help us to live a life of gratitude and whenever we praise you in this church let it be with a heart of gratitude father and when we are thanking you help us to remember the reason why we must thank you don't let any one of us lack reasons to thank you in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we have prayed okay we are going to shout one powerful hallelujah now to thank him if you know you have a reason to thank him you are going to shout hallelujah do you have a reason to thank him are you sure if you have a reason to thank god shout hallelujah